Welcome to the Banquet Bros Podcast. Crack open a cold one and get ready. Banquet Moment. What is up, guys? Fucking Banquet Bros. Jelly. What did we do this weekend, man? Hey, we went up to Bald Mountain, ran the Extreme Trail, uh, Moonlight Madness. Uh, for any of you California folk out there, which I'm pretty sure everyone is at this point. We're up at Bald Mountain, spent the weekend up there, did some four-wheeling, got a day and night run, had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time put on by uh, Clovis Independent Four-Wheelers. We'll discuss more of that, but we've got to get into the sponsors, guys. Um, so uh, we got Proto, need a flat. No, you got a flat. Got a flat. No, you got don't need it. no flat, dude. Need <laughs> no. a flat? No, you Get don't. a toe. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't need no flat. No one wants you to get a flat. But, um, yeah, you got a flat. Uh, you need to get in your vehicle. Car broke down, got in a wreck, anything like that. You know, call Proto. Uh, out of Hanford. Uh, just look them up. Give them a call. Uh, they're willing to help you out. Best towing company in the Central Valley, guys. Yes, it is. Secondly, we got Serpa Ag Services. Need some asshole? Call Shane. He'll hook you up. Yep. You know, he's got his hauling service. He's got uh, disking and, uh, you know, any, pretty much anything having to do with disking, farm work. Disking, spraying, whatever you need, give him a call. He'll uh, spray your fields for you and make sure you're ready to go for the season and i think from the last episode he actually fixed his fixed his truck i don't think so, so. no no like he he because i work in apple obviously yeah well he freaking texted me the other day and he's like bro you have a uh, computer for this truck and i go nope gotta go to the fucking dealer bro i showed a partner before it but and that just through me was like 600 bucks can you imagine he's gonna pay the damn dealer Jeez. well I mean, hopefully he can get out to, to spraying and disking for you. We know for a fact that he does tow. Uh, he does haul. Uh, yeah. So his, uh, his, uh, his diesel truck is running, actually. So so he can be able to, you know, haul your fruit and anything else like that that you need. He'll be able to get it done for you. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we're sitting here smoking some backwoods. And uh figured we'd let you guys know what the hell went on this last weekend. Yep, drinking some uh, Cruise Banquet, of course. Oh, yeah. Got to have those banquet moments. That's what we're here for. So, we went up Friday night. Got our campsite, you know, set up and everything. And just pretty much chilled out. Bro, you're well, going... You're I'm go- missing... You're I'm going missing. way too fast, I man. am going way too fast. Shit. Okay, okay. Let's back up. <laughs> let's back let's up. Go, let's, let's go back, back you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, let's go back, you, Joe. Let's go back a couple hours. To, oh, <laughs> to um, we pull off the exit in Fresno to start going up the mountain, and I get a phone call. Hey, pull over at the next chance you get. Okay, so I pull over, and I get out, and they're like, we see something, you know, dragging off your Jeep. And I'm like, oh, shit, you got to be kidding me, right? Well, sure enough, you joint broke. <laughs> Got right you joint man right you joint well <laughs> this time it's different it's always usually the rear you joint that, bro- that breaks on me but this time it just seemed to be the the front you joint 
and man, I just I can't catch a break with those U joints. And so we figured out that it was it was my lockers because I'm locked front and rear, and I decided to flatland tow because uh, I don't have a trailer or anything. But I did buy a tow bar and mounted a new bumper and everything on my Jeep, and so I decided to tow it up with my truck. Well, having lockers uh, in my front decided to break and snap off the the front drive line. Yeah, I I, th- I figured you would have just ratcheted and disconnected. You know what I mean, but. I guess not. So you have to pull that drive line every time you flat flat tow it. Yeah, well, I'm gonna start looking into a trailer from now on. I'm probably not gonna be flat towing. Yeah, that's the best way to go. Yeah, that's I the know. best way to go. So we ended up having to go to AutoZone, and sure enough, AutoZone didn't even have the straps and the bolts that I needed. Uh, they tried to send us off to another shop, or another store, and that was frustrating. Luckily enough, they had the U joint. And all I really needed from the caps, all I really needed was it from the caps because uh, my my U joints were still good. I just needed needed to put on some new caps and ratchet it down. But I did shear off two bolts. Oh yeah, that fucking sucked. So when we get up to the top, well, I took it off and just threw it in my Jeep. I still pulled my Jeep all the way to the top. As soon as we get up there, I was able to get uh, one of the bolts out with. Um, what was that tool you easy, had? Easy out. An easy out. I was able to get it out with an easy out. Well, the second bolt wasn't easy. It actually <laughs> broke the easy out off in it. And um, for most of you guys know, fucking drilling through an easy out is just not fucking possible. Yeah, I mean, you need a lot of lube and uh, a lot of pushing. For, so. you, for you gay guys, that's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we got to fucking go. Yeah, no, we um, put the drive line back on, and in the morning, um, we were talking to um, Ronnie Bass. Ran into Ronnie Bass. He's one of the guys that we usually four wheel with. He's a huge four wheeler. Um, he's got a sweet buggy, actually two buggies and a jeep. The guy's just all around humble, but I mean he's a humble, but he's he's badass, and. I hit him up and I was like, "Hey man, I need to get my my driveline welded." Um, like, did you bring your rig to be able to weld? And he was like, "Yeah, but these two guys over here, my buddies, they're already set up. They'll hook you up. Just tell them that I sent you, and you'll be good to go." So I went over there and the guys hooked me up. Um, they welded that that uh, that strap on, right? The the U joint strap. They welded it on onto the yeah. Gear. They yeah. they welded the strap onto the yoke uh so i'm gonna i have to get a new yoke yeah like i found that one in iron rock for 50 bucks mm-hmm. i'm gonna order me one and that comes the, the actual u-bolts way freaking stronger than those damn straps man yeah u-bolts are definitely stronger yeah. i ended up going with those for my rear drive line since i kept breaking um kept busting off my u-joint so much and i was just using the straps i ended up drilling the holes out and putting u-bolts through and it's held ever since and uh i had those guys weld up my front drive line and we went through the trail we went through the extreme run and went back around and did some more wheeling and we went through another trail and it held all the way through and uh the next morning i just pulled it off and threw it back in the jeep and towed it back down the mountain 
It's a good weekend, man. It was a fucking tough pull up there, dude. It was. It was fucking hot. Normally, I pull that hill around 55. You know, I've got a half ten. But I normally pull it about 55 or 50 miles an hour, but shit. I, as soon as I made that curve going four lane, I dropped her in first, and that's all she fucking did, man. And I passed him. Yeah, you did. But you had to fucking have to wait, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuses, excuses. Hey, man. Half the weight and a bigger motor. <laughs> yeah. Half the weight and a bigger motor. But um, my truck was starting to get hot. I, I did slow down at the top and waited for him uh, just because I didn't want to didn't want to hurt the truck. Uh, shit. But pulling something that heavy, man, you kind of just need a diesel, man. It's putting so much work on, on the drive string and everything like that, and on the tranny. And it's just, it, it, it's it's time for a fucking diesel, man. It, I mean, for both of us, for both of us, both of us need diesels. We got, I mean, I got my fifteen hundred Chevy five point three. It's got tow mode, um, but it doesn't. You know, it's got tow it'll mode. never, it'll never pull as good as a diesel will. Well, no, not not even close. No, I mean you're not even you're not even getting anywhere close to the torque on that. No, but no, overall it's a freaking great weekend, man. That second trail we hit, I know you didn't want to fucking go on it, but that was a fucking awesome trail. I mean, I didn't even know that we were gonna go on it. Like, well, we were, me we're, either. Like I, I, like I figured we were gonna go through something. I didn't know we were actually going down the night run. Yeah, I mean, we thought we were just gonna you know go off one of those side roads and then we were just going to go back to camp well the guys that we were with you know they're running souped up buggies you know they've they've put a lot of money into them and they just they'll crawl through anything really and well we turned off one road and you know the the water washed the road out so we couldn't go that way we turned around and next thing i know we're going through an extreme trail (laughs) <laughs> and uh, my Jeep is not built up as, as well as Dylan's is, but uh, I still I still made it through that trail. No, you, you, you did good, man. It's just, it's, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a hard trail. It wasn't like swamp or something like that, but it was, uh, it was freaking gnarly, man. There were some good spots where I'm like, shit, is Joey going to make it through this? And sure shit, you made it through it. Yeah, and I mean, the guys that we were with, they were like, they were giving me props. They were like, we, how our Jeeps are built and how our buggies are built, they were like, we just, we crawl through it. And you, you just, you drove. Like, you know how to drive, and you drove, and you just got through it. And, you know, I had my girlfriend in the passenger seat, and she was... was, Was she freaking out? You know, she, I mean, inside. She wasn't, she wasn't showing it because she didn't want to really freak me out. Oh, yeah. But she, um, she was, man, she was a trooper. She was a true trooper. She had, she went through the whole trail. She didn't complain. She didn't, you know, she she was there for the whole thing. That's and fucking I, dusty, too. And man. I commend that. Yeah, and, you know, I had my top off on my Jeep, and we were getting dusted out, and, and she was a trooper, and I appreciate her for that, man, because, like, there's times where I was just like, I'm done. And you were done the minute we fucking... Before we even started that trail, man, you want to fucking go back and drink some beer. I did. I did. So did I, but I was, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I but was I was tired. I, I've been through Bowl, I don't know how many freaking times, and I'm like, I'm kind of tired of it. And that's the first time I actually went up that part of the trail, and I'm like, you know what? This was That was kind of cool. Yeah, and I mean, it surprised me, actually, because we went down that trail 
uh, last year on the night run. Yeah, that was cool. And I, I didn't think that my Jeep would be able to come down that trail last year. And then this year, I'm going up it. But it was fucking sketchy last year. Well, you're doing shit in dark is fucking... I mean, everything changes. Doing the day. Everything totally changes. Different. I mean, you, you can't see your points. You can't really see the other side of the rocks. You can't see where you're going to drop down into. And it doesn't matter how many lights you have either. No, it's it does It's still fucking different. Dylan's got lights all over his Jeep, and he still could not see. And plus, I mean, when you're running, like we had, I mean, there was probably 150 rigs going through the night run. And, you know, you can't. You can't be turning on all your rock lights and, you know, your floodlights and all this other kind of stuff. You, your light bar, you it can't can be turning it on because people. you're going to be blinding the people in front of you. So, you know, you're, you're just pretty much running whatever light, you know, your regular lights on your Jeep. And so, I mean, it becomes a whole different situation out there. And luckily enough, they had good spotters. They had people out there. They were running us through. And it turned out to be a good event. I mean, people were... People from our club were actually breaking down, uh, which I mean, kind of sucked. But they yeah, it, it happens. You know, it, it shit. I mean, I'm honestly waiting for one of these days when it's gonna happen to me. You know what I mean? It, it I've broken down on the trail before too, and it, it sucks. But I mean, you just it's part of the game, to be honest with you. It is, and luckily enough, I mean, Dylan, Dylan could have probably shrugged me off a long time ago, and been like, "F you." Because we went... Oh, I have. You just haven't fucking heard me yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. We went into... Um, we went into a trail. We got all the way to the end of that trail. Brewer. Brewer, Brewer. Lake. <laughs> got all the way to the end of that trail. I ended up falling on a rock, crushing my oil pan, and blowing my clutch. And oh, Dylan, being the good buddy he is, pulled me off the rock and then... Dude, that rock was fucking huge. Yes, it was. I didn't even see it. Well, I honestly you, didn't. You went over it, and I'm like, whenever I went around the hard spot, I looked at you. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's just me and you. And I, I walk up there, and I'm like, dude, you're on a rock. And you're all, you're all yeah, no, I, I, you know, my engine died and stuff like that. So I look underneath, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh shit. And I started up started it up and it's like ah. yeah like, you're done crankshaft you're fucking done yeah you could hear that crankshaft just going in there well we 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 pulled me off the rock we, and had, I, to, we had to jack you up it, and then hook a strap to that rock and pull it out it was yeah. that fucking big yeah that's what we did and went to start it and it started the crankshaft it, it ended up being fine it just had pressure on it because of the rock yep my oil pan is still dented I haven't replaced it but I mean, it's it's fine. We ended up... Dylan towed me out the entire trail, pulled me the entire way out. We got a running start on the Jeep. I threw it into gear and was able to drive back to camp. We had to leave it overnight, come back up the next day with his truck and trailer and trailer it back down the mountain. And, man, I can't tell you how many times I had to thank him and appreciate him for doing <laughs> that because he could have just been like, you know, F you, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Uh, go find somebody else to go tow you down the mountain next hey, time you break. But that, that's honestly, it's it's all part of the game, man. I know one of these days, I'm gonna ask the same exact favor. So. Yeah, and he knows that I'm gonna repay that same exact favor. Yep. And that's the thing, man. It's the thing about friendship is like you gotta you gotta find the friends that are willing to do this kind of thing for you. 
Like, if you break down on trail, you got to find the friend that's not just going to be like, oh, man, that sucks, and just watch you, you know? <laughs> Bummer, bro. But, you know, that friend who's just going to sit there and just watch you dig yourself out and not even try to give you a hand. No, Dylan was right there with me, helping me the whole way through. And, I mean, that's that's usually the case. I mean, if it's something that I can do myself, like normally if it's my drive line or something simple that I know how to work on myself, like, okay, I understand. He's going he's gonna to stay out of the way. He's just going to let me do what I'm going to do, and he's going to let me fix it until I ask for help. And, you know, he, he's usually, you know, pretty good. That's what it is. You find out who your friends are whenever those kind of sticky situations come up, you know? I mean, that's, it's, it's not just four-wheeling either. I no, mean, it's, 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 it's every situation in life, man. You just you got to find the friends that are willing to be there for you through everything, no matter what. Like, I mean, if you mess up, if something happens, you know, you, you just got to find... You just it. need to have a beer with somebody because you had a fucking long day? Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, you know, you got to find those right friends. And, you know, anybody who's willing to be there for you, no matter what is going on in your life. You, you don't want those kind of people that are going to ignore you or, you know, not not answer your phone when you need them to or not text you back when you need them to or, or you're having a rough day and you just need somebody to talk to. And, and you know, you try to call somebody and they just, they don't care. You know, you got to find that person who cares, you know, and our little group of friends here, we've, you know, we've pretty much dialed it in and we know, we know that we care for one another. That's why we don't really hang out with anybody else. Cause it's like, who the fuck else is going to do that? Like now, nowadays it's, it's hard to find good people, you know, it really is, you know, whether you're fucking against something or for something, you know, every single person has their differences and beliefs and opinions and stuff like that and you just gotta figure out who's the good people you know like I'm sure me and Joey have different opinions on on certain things but I mean it's what it is yeah you know if we don't agree on something we fucking tell each other and we don't get butthurt about it and go cry to our mommies yeah you know you know we just we move on it's like Hey, I don't like what you're doing there. Okay. Quit being a little bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> don't worry yeah. about it. You know, but like it, at the end of the day, we we're both like, well, that was, I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it's just like, well, that was dumb, you know, and move on. Like whether or not he's like, well, I don't agree with what you're saying is right. I don't agree with what you're saying is true. Or I don't agree with what you're doing. And then I do something wrong or, you know, obviously it wasn't the right thing to do. And he's like, there you go, dumbass. And I'm like, okay, you know, that was a dumbass move. And we drink a beer and we get over it, you know. It's not like, oh, you know, I told you so moments. And then, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff is dumb. That kind of stuff pisses me off. When, when you got those friends who are just like, I told you so. And then they try to shove it in your face. It's like... <laughs> No, we're gonna we're gonna like, you know, be like, okay, you dumbass, like you made a mistake. That's it. Drink a beer, get over it, move on. Everything can be fixed, man. I remember when fucking we get in little arguments in high school over stupid shit. You yeah, know? there is. You want to know? Back in our freshman year of high school, me and Dylan, auto shop. Oh, that's a good one. 
me and Dylan were in auto shop. Okay, so you know we're we're all messing around. It's auto class. You know everyone pranks each other. You know it's just we're all having fun. Well, we had that teacher that was like, oh well, I'm gonna be in this other side of the shop, guys. So yeah, yeah he would. <laughs> you know he knew he knew things were happening. He wasn't stupid. He wasn't naive. He is a uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. He was a door gunner for uh, a Black Hawk during. Uh, no shit, I didn't know all that shit. Yeah, that. yeah. Dude I knew, is I knew badass. He was a Vietnam veteran, but I didn't know he did all that kind of stuff. Here. Yeah, Mr. Nagel. Um, Good guy. I still yeah. see him to this day. Yeah, dude's uh, dude's a badass. But anyways, you know he knew shit was going on in his shop, and and he would just he'd shrug it off and he'd move on. You know he'd move away. Well, you know, one day we were all just kind of playing with the pressure washer, pressuring, pressure washering each other, and just kind of shooting water at each other. Well, you know, I got told, "Hey, hey, go, go pressure wash Dylan. Go, go pressure wash Dylan." Who told you that? I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. They were like, they were like, "Hey, go, go, go spray him, go spray him," you know. So I go over there and I get really close to his back. I just light it up and I spray Fuck. his back. I cut his back open and he was bleeding. And it was ended up being a pretty pretty bad situation. And he chased me around the <laughs> shop about three times. We made he, about three loops around that shop before he just stopped, and oh, we were both I was just fucking eating. He was pissed, and I just I was trying to yell at him while I was running, like it's a joke. I was messing, and then I ended up seeing his back, and then I felt bad, and uh, I got suspended. Did it, someone hold you? I think. I think someone put you in a headlock and is like fucking told me fucking punch him. Punch I don't him. remember that. I think so, like man. I don't remember that. I think someone did. I don't, anyways, Mr. Nagel comes out. They find out what happened. I get suspended from school. And it, it became a big old ordeal. And then me and Dylan became friends. Yep. I mean, that, we. That's our friend story pretty much. Pretty much, I mean, we played knockout and horse and basketball and all that in junior high, uh, but we never really, like, were, like, super close as, like, friends until high school, until, like, after that moment. Yep. Then we all just fucking started hanging out in our little circle and everything. Yeah, and, you know, things started to fall in place, circles started to come together, friends started to become, you know, who they were, and, you know, it was... It's it's pretty funny and it was a good story, but I mean, I I felt terrible. And when I actually did start coming around Dylan's family, I thought his dad might know who I was, and his dad would. I thought his dad was gonna be so pissed at me, and I thought his dad was gonna be like, "No, you stay away from my son. You leave my son alone." Well, that wasn't the case because his dad is now a father to me, and probably one of the best fathers I've ever seen in my life. And I respect that man for everything. And uh, such a good dude, but it it was funny. And I next time, you know, we didn't really say, but why it's not here. Oh yeah, just so everybody knows, fucking why it's not here. Why decided to go visit visit his girlfriend in Tascadero and his and his son, which I mean I understand, you know, go go see your uh, your. Well, I mean, we can't say that either. What, his girlfriend baby, and his baby mama. Yeah, no, <laughs> we won't say that. Hey, you no, know what? Here, here's the thing with that. Like, this is my opinion, and White can shun it all he wants to. But Rose is my wife. Whenever she becomes pregnant by me, I'm gonna call her my baby mama. That is your baby's mother. Yeah, that's what it's it is. literally what it is. It's your baby's mother. 
But, you know, we we respect it. We'll be respectful. But Yeah, um, we'll be nice to him. Yeah, but he's not here right now. But next time he is on the show, I kind of do want to get... Uh, talk about the story of what happened between me and Wyatt, how we became friends. Oh, that yeah. one's a good one, too. I remember uh, that one. We're going to have to bring it up the next time, so I know you want to talk about it with Oh, him, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I want to talk about it while he's here, because he, he'll throw in his two cents, too. And I, I want to hear... I want to hear his two cents from the side because it's it's funny every time we get together and we talk about it it's funny every time because both of us we'll still go at it you know about what happened that day you know but it's it's hilarious oh man dude I I remember when you fucking left for basic fuck remember that yeah (laughs) we uh went up to Shaver Lake we went fishing the day before I left for basic. We all went fishing. We were hanging out, and we um, we took pictures right before we came back down the mountain. Yep. And that was. We we need to bring that picture back up, man. That was. We need to post that to the Banquet Bros podcast page. I think we should. We better see about fucking hundred likes on that motherfucker too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dylan and Wyatt being some scoop super skinny. Oh. Uh, dude. Me when I was. Uh, chunky before i lost a lot of weight and basic and then mark mark the bro we need to get him on a guest podcast i know he doesn't want to be a part i know of he doesn't guy. want to be a part of well, it we need to get him on a guest podcast we do one of these fucking times and just just even if he just fucking listens and laughs that's all i care about just laugh like twice we're golden yeah i mean <laughs> we'll get listeners just from just from his laugh <laughs> just from his laugh <laughs> I mean him and Shelby Just, oh, just get them laughing together It'll oh, get everyone man. rolling That'd be a fucking great time well, like, like, like what I said earlier You need to fucking Do like a, like a party podcast That's what I think you need to fucking do this next time Yeah Have a party or something so we're gonna, I mean we're gonna look into um, Just having Probably like a big barbecue Slash party and, and just You know Start our podcast And just have anybody who wants to come on Just you know Come sit down and and uh, just join. Yep. Anybody who wants to talk or anybody who has anything to say can just come on and, and say their piece. And, you know, we'll just have a good time. Yep. So, how was your military experience, Joey? Because, you know, we haven't brought that up yet, you know. I mean, if anybody who's listening to just this episode and doesn't know yet, I mean, Dylan can't say it, but I can. I can say military. And, uh... Everyone has to drink. Has to drink. Has to drink. Man, that was so funny when you didn't fucking know about it. <laughs> it was. I, that lasted months, and I had oh, no dude, so idea. Awesome. I think there was another word that that we brought up. I think Shelby made it up. That whenever you said that we had a drink, I can't remember what it was though. Hmm. It's weird. I can't remember what it was. You know, but um, my military experience, I mean, I didn't, I did stuff, but I didn't do stuff. Like, I I didn't deploy, and... You were going to go to Africa, right? I was. I was going to go to Africa for a month and uh, help train uh, some of the military out there because they were in a civil war. So we were going to go, we were going to go over there and we were going to train... The military over there some of our tactics and you know help them out 
but I was getting out of the military not too long after that and so they decided to keep me behind so that I could do a lot of my out processing and all my classes and stuff like that but I commend I give the utmost respect for every single one uh, of the military who has deployed um, and there are days where I feel guilty that I didn't deploy and I didn't do what a lot of you have and that I don't know it I wish that I had and I I trained a lot and I was always out in the field and I was always out doing stuff but I never I never got the chance to deploy and a lot of people they would call me lucky they would tell me you're you know that's a good thing um, just be glad that you didn't deploy be glad that you didn't see what we did and well i'm sure it was hard shit too you know what, what other people went through was hard it is shit. And it is and it's kind of like like you know they're whether you deployed or not you're still a veteran no matter what but i right. think maybe because and you could you could shoot this down if you want to but maybe you don't feel as deserving of that name because you didn't deploy but I mean, shit you still served the country you know? no i mean so. you're absolutely right like i there are some days where I don't feel like I earned that title of veteran because I, I don't feel like I did enough for this country like other people have. And, you know, that kind of makes me feel like shit sometimes. But other days, I'm, I'm proud to be a veteran. I'm proud to be, you know, I mean, almost all the time. I'm proud to be a veteran. I'm proud to be what I, be what I am. And I'm proud to have done what I did. I just wish that I had done a little bit more and other people would tell me the opposite and be like no be glad that you didn't go do you know what we had to do you know and I'm it's conflicting on both sides well it's all part of God's plan you know what I mean you weren't supposed to be in the military that long I mean shit something could have fucking happened you know I mean I could have stayed in if I wanted to exactly yeah it's all a choice it is um, for anybody that doesn't know, I was a 19 Delta Cavalry Scout uh, stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas, uh, out of 213 Cav, First uh, Armored Division that we ended up changing, or First Armored Brigade. Um, oh no, no, we weren't. I don't know. We changed uh, a couple times. We were the uh, uh, fourth. Fourth Brigade, First Armored Division, uh, out of Fort Bliss. How does that happen? Like, how do you change your? Well, uh, they ended up shutting down. Okay, so they ended up shutting down one of the brigades. Uh, they ended up shutting down, well, pretty much Fourth Brigade, and moving Third Brigade over, and then we became Third Brigade. And so, I got a little confused there. But it was, um, I've been out for over two years now. Uh, but at first I was 213 Cav, 4th Brigade, 1st Armored Division, and then we ended up becoming 3rd Brigade, 1st Armored Division, um, and, and changing over. Changing over. Um, and, I mean, if anybody out there knows, we had the, uh, the Dorito patch. Um, it's shaped like a triangle, so mm -hmm. we just called it the Dorito patch. Wow. Because it kind of looked like a Dorito chip. Who the fuck made that up? Uh, probably somebody. <laughs> probably somebody. Well, I hope it was somebody. Hey, yeah. I don't. 
you know, I don't, I don't know who made that up, but I mean, it was just something that we, we said, but yeah, we ended up probably my last year, I think it was, is when we changed over to, uh, third brigade. We became the bulldogs. Uh, so do you have like any like crazy stories or, you know, anything crazy that happened or any crazy experiences that share or anything or um I, I mean I've got some crazy training experiences I mean that were pretty fun um we did a month long training exercise where we were the Taliban and we wore man dresses and caps and we pretty much played um regular villagers you know um they have towns and stuff like that set up you know it's kind of like makeshift um afghanistan towns um that are out in the desert out there in new mexico well we went and played pretty much as if we were town people become terrorists and so we spent a month or uh what was it three weeks out there uh training well the the third brigade at the time was going to deploy so they were out there training so that was before we became 3rd Brigade. We were still 4th Brigade at the time. Well, we we were staying a little ways out of town, and they were staying on the other side of town, and we pretty much, you know, we wore man dresses, and we would walk into town every day, and we would just act like town people. We acted like we were running shops and, and, and doing that whole kind of thing. Huh. Well... Um, third brigade ended up moving into the town taking over one of our buildings and that and and taking it as theirs and that pissed us off so we started getting missions where we would go up to their um uh their sea wire and we would we'd grab pots and pans and anything else that we would, we could and we would just start banging these pots and pans and just just trying to piss them off and they'd come out and they'd they try to calm us down and everything else like that and they try to calm us down and you know we were we were acting like real townsfolk who had just had their town run over by military mm -hmm. well after so long um of trying to do that we our our pretty much our terrorist cell started coming out of the works you know we we actually started doing terrorist missions well we had um we had this one mission where we had to go out at night and we were going to, to ambush a convoy that was coming through. Well, they had MRAPs. Um, if anybody doesn't know what an MRAP is, it's pretty much just a giant personnel carrier. Uh, they got guns on them. Um, and those things, they're huge. And, you know, they'll, they'll probably tear you apart. Well, um, I mean... I guess civilian terms, it's like a giant Jeep with a gun on it. I mean, it's not a Humvee. It's bigger than a Humvee. And it's, you know, they run a 50 cal and all that kind of stuff. Well, we were supposed to um, set an IED in place. And this was 1 o'clock in the morning, I want to say. They were supposed to roll through there. Well, we set an IED in place. And this, I mean, it's fake. Um, we had... Um, it's it's pretty much just fireworks so oh, okay. whenever they roll through 
Um, it would just, it would go off, fireworks would go up in the air, and you know, kind of like the 4th of July, and then they'd all, the convoy had stopped. Well, I was carrying a 249 uh, saw machine gun. Runs five five six rounds. It's it's an automatic machine gun, and we were set in place. And this was this was so fun. But um, as soon as the IED went off, um, we we literally we were doing um, uh, pretty much combo firing. So we had we had different positions. Well, one of the positions would get up and fire, and they get down. My position me and one of my e5s my sergeants we got up and i was just shoulder firing this m49 or this 249 and it was it was fun i mean obviously i wasn't firing real bullets they were all blanks mm -hmm. we're all wearing miles gear and if anybody doesn't know miles gear is um it's like laser tag for um for adults for the military really so we had miles gear on our weapons we had miles gear on our chest and it synced to your weapon so it was it was like having a laser gun oh okay so, so like you you would actually be shot in a sense you know what i mean yeah so um i'll tell another story about how i actually did get shot and my my stuff went off and it was that was frustrating but um <laughs> anyways we we were doing combo firing and we had three different spot with spots that we were firing from and i was just shoulder firing this m249 and it was so fun i was just throwing rounds out there and then all of a sudden the MRAPs who didn't get hit started coming through the dunes. We booked it back to the truck. We, I, I don't think I've ever ran that fast in my life, but um, we ran, we got back to the truck. We got out of there as fast as we could, but that was so fun. Just shooting the blank rounds and just shoulder firing the M249. And uh, I was, that was an experience. And another time during that same training exercise, we went out and we were, um, we were supposed to be acting like we were holding down. It was an old, um, uh, what are those? Uh, it was an old bunker. Um, so it was an old bomb shelter pretty much. And we set up um, like a little, um, an IED, pretty much like, like we were building bombs in this shelter. And they're supposed to come through and they're supposed to search it and clear it and you know kill any um you know anybody anybody in the building and make sure that you know cleared out well we were waiting we were waiting we were sitting off finally we see a convoy start you know driving up about i'd say 300 meters away and uh, we had one guy sitting on top of the bunker and he wasn't the brightest god this dude had no brain cells i swear he's probably one of the dumbest dudes I'd ever met in the entire military and we I was hiding behind a berm uh, my NCO was hiding behind a berm our other guy was hiding behind a berm we had him sitting on top of the bunker in the prone position looking out he was supposed to be telling us when you know when they got there how far out they were and all this other kind of stuff and you know and all of a sudden we hear him you know just say oh they're there you know they're here they're here and we we're like okay you know calm down quiet you know what do you see nothing dead silence <laughs> dead silence we do get scared or something i don't know what happened with him um again what do you see how far out you know how many vehicles how far out are they what kind of vehicles you know what what's going on 
nothing just dead silence we started getting pissed we were like dude what the hell do you see like what how many vehicles what how far out are they like what you know where are they at and this guy finally responds and he's like two 250 meters 250 meters what like are they walking are they driving like what what do you see finally we just we said screw it we looked over the berm and they got out of their vehicles and which were about 300 meters away and they started walking on foot you know and they started walking towards us and uh on foot so we ran inside the bunker and we set up i was literally we had my nco he was in the middle dead middle far back of the room he was uh on a 249 he had it you know on the ground um sitting behind it just ready i was in one corner i had my m4 and then the other two guys they they were in the corners they had their m4s we put those on burst i mean everything's blank at this time right we're running miles gear and uh well they you know they were stacking on the door and they were going to you know they stack on the door they check the door they make sure that um you know they checked it made sure i guess that there were no bombs on the door whatever well you know when you normally stack on a door you're stacking on one side of the door not both sides of the door well these dumbasses decided to stack on both sides of the door and mind you they put the fat asses in the front well these two dudes start to try to come in the door at the same time nice they're bumping into each other they're hitting each other both trying to come through the door at the same time we're lighting them up lighting them up and they should have they i mean if it was real combat they would have been dead and man that would have <laughs> it was funny anyways my nco he's lighting them up you know he's got a machine gun he's tearing them apart we got m4s we were shooting at them and they end up getting through the door first one shoots right at me my miles gear goes off i get shot i'm done so what do you, what do, you do you just die in a sense or yeah yeah i mean okay. you just you pretty much have to lay there and die and uh it was so stupid come to find out i mean they killed us all they they dragged our bodies outside they searched our bodies made sure that we didn't have anything on our bodies on our person or on our person and we looked at their battery packs they didn't have batteries in their miles gear there's wow. a reason there's a reason why their <laughs> stuff didn't go off like we we got ambushed by them and they pretty much were cheating like that's fucking awesome <laughs> and oh man same field exercise um we ended up setting another um in the village we ended up setting up another um um, we were building bombs in in one of the houses fake bombs of course well um they got a hint of it and my two of my ncos were known terrorists like they 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 took their pictures they put them up they had them around town and um they were known terrorists well they ended up placing me as the head suspect of that whole ordeal well what they had me do is well they called me over to a building they were hiding in 
and they were like hey we need you to go into this building they're about to they're about to to search it and we need you to get caught because we can't get caught i was like you guys suck like <laughs> like really you're gonna have me get caught okay so i had to go and i had to go to go walk into this building and as soon as i walked into that building you know i was bum rushed they were hiding behind berms i was bum rushed they 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 grabbed me they um put zip cuffs they they put my hands behind my back they took me to the ground they put zip cuff zip cuffs on my on on my hands and my wrists and uh they took me they set me down and they had a fake translator there and then they had the soldiers around me and i was supposed to be acting like i was talking to the translator who would say what you know whatever to them you know and they're trying to get all this information out of me and i had no idea i was like i was like i don't know like it's my buddy's house like i was just going to check on him to see you know what he was doing i had absolutely no idea what was going on i i played it off like so well well i'm sitting there i'm sitting there i'm sitting there they ended up calling eod in eod came in the guy put the suit on and he started to walk into the building and he was like nope i can't do it walks out they get their robot the robot goes in there and starts looking around they realize that they didn't find anything and this whole time um this whole time i'm just sitting there being questioned by these guys and i got the fake translator there and you know mind you there was major tarantula problem out at uh, out in the field where we were at there's a major tarantula problem and there was tarantulas just kind of walking around and i'm like can we nice. move can we move please <laughs> like i'm not i'm not feeling sitting here anymore well eventually um after all said and done they cleared the house eod cleared it um everything was deemed fine they took me to jail um, I was put in jail and I was sat there for a while. Uh, luckily they had AC running in the building cause this was summertime when all this happened. Uh, they took me to jail. They put me in jail and I had to sit there. Well, because I was put in jail, what they had the rest of everyone else do was start rioting to get me out of jail. So they're banging on their pots. They're, they're doing their whole thing and they're going all crazy. Well, one of the soldiers comes out and this, oh, I can't remember what his name was, but he uh, we made fun of him so much we took his picture and we put it all over all over walls and everything and he was um, he had his ranger tab but he wasn't accepted into the ranger battalion um, and we were just we talked so much shit I don't know I don't know what his situation was or what happened you know I can't really remember this was um, I want to say uh, 2013 uh, so it's been about five years since this happened um, But we were just making fun of him and everything else like that. Well, one of our guys um, You know is just banging his pots in his pans and this dude comes out Of the sea wire and just flips our dude grabs him and just flips him over and just throws him on the ground And then everything went to a halt right there. It all had to stop um, we had um, we had a full bird colonel come out. We had the brigade command sergeant major come out uh, from both sides. And we had to get this huge talk about how this is not real. It's all fake. Um, you know, you can't be throwing people around like that. You can't be pushing people. You know, you can't, you know, it's, it's a fake simulation. Uh, you can't just be, 
going around doing whatever you want to. And, man, it became a big old ordeal. I ended up getting released from jail, and we pretty much reset that entire mission. Like, it never even happened. No shit. Yeah. Um, because what could have happened is I could have been transported to another position and been taken to the big jail where the big cop was. And because uh, one of our guys ended up – we. What pissed us off is we didn't even know. He got detained. He got arrested. He got taken into jail, and then they moved him to a different location. We went to go take him. Um, he chewed Copenhagen straight, and so we went to go take him a cannabis chew and some hot chow uh, because we got hot chow. The soldiers didn't. They got to eat their MREs or whatever they did. We had better privileges than they did at that time. So we went to go take um, a can of chew and hot chow to this dude. They ended up taking the can of chew and the hot chow and just taking it back and eating it themselves. And and come to find out, he wasn't even there. They moved him to a different location, and they didn't even let our chain of command know that they had taken him and moved him. And that pissed everyone off. He comes back, and uh, we told him what happened, and he was pissed. Um, you know, but that was that was one of the probably one of the, the most fun uh, exercises I ever did out in the field uh was just playing you know the terrace you know you just you gotta have fun with it you know we didn't we we weren't on the same rules and regulations as everyone else and you know we, we kind of just did what we wanted really we yep. just hung out in town and and we ended up making uh our own houses um they had they had kind of bunks and houses and stuff like that and we ended up you know going and, and just kind of chilling out and relaxing inside some of those houses and you know we'd take our naps in there and everything else like that and we'd get in trouble for doing that but who cares um it was a fun time man that that whole exercise was a fun time i had a lot of good times in the military hey you know it it taught you a lot of things though that's that's probably why the united states has the best military in the fucking world is because they do these kind of training exercises you know and I'm sure there's a lot more things that you don't even fucking know about that people do that are in the military that make it, you know, one fucking best. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that go into the military. That's why there's so many MOSs. I mean, I was a, I was a Calvary Scout. You know, I was a combat MOS. Uh, but, and we would, we'd talk crap on the, on, you know, on Pogues, uh, which is person other than grunt. Uh, somebody who's not a combat MOS, somebody who doesn't, you know, isn't really going to see combat. You like kitchen people and fucking... Yeah, yeah. You know, you know we talk shit on them all day. But, like, they have a specific job in the military for a reason. There's so many jobs in the military that make it what it is. You know, you can't just have combat MOSs. You have to have everything else. You know, you have to have your mechanics. You have to have um, your welders. You know, you have to have, um, you know, um, your truck drivers and everything else like that everything it, it all comes together to be one you know big group it's all you know? it's all one team it is it's just like america it's all one fucking team exactly you know you, you know? may be left wing you may be right wing you may be center but we're all one bird one you know bird. yep no matter what you think no matter if you're republican a democrat um we were talking about this earlier but it, that was a fucking deep discussion man. we we really did and we we want to get back into that discussion uh on the next podcast but 
pretty much what we are saying is, you know, we're Republicans. Uh, we, we just want to put that out there. But just because we're Republicans doesn't mean that we don't like Democrats. Like, if you, you know, like, say Dylan voted for Bernie or Hillary, God forbid. Um, <laughs> uh, he did. You would shoot me. <laughs> he didn't. But, God forbid, we'd still be friends. I guess that's just how it goes. Like, stop hating on one another just because of who they voted for or what their, you know, what their personal preference is on uh, politics. Yep. Like, that's right. We're all, we're all different people here, and we all, we're all one team. It's the United States of America. United. It's we're not supposed the, it, to be united. It's not the United States of Republicans or the United States of Democrats. It's all the United States of America. Exactly. That's who we all need to fucking get this shit back to. Exactly. And, you know, so. we've really lost sight of that. And it's our country is going downhill very, very fast. And we need to learn that just just to come together. Like, yep. Like, it's one person may not agree you know on something but that you know it's okay it's okay if you don't agree with something you you know we move on with life that's just how it goes exactly like you don't always have to agree with everything that's why we're different people that's why that's why dylan is dylan that's why i'm me that's why Wyatt is Wyatt. is because we were all made to be different people which means that you're not always going to agree with what everything you know with everything that everyone else says we we're made up in our own dna for reasons so that we have our own thoughts we have our own choices you know we're not always going to agree on everything but what we can do is we can move on you don't have to put your emotions into everything and make it such a personal matter on you rather than just move away just let it go it's okay you can live your life without having to get so emotionally involved in things and just let them go. That's right. That's right. Well, hey, moving forward, who's, uh, who's the Baker Bro of the Week, bro? Let you name this one. Um, shoot. Can't put you on the spot there, huh? You did. You really, you really put me on the spot on that one. That I, was my plan all along, fellas. I, I honestly hadn't thought about that one. Uh, I hadn't, hadn't really came to mind uh, at the moment. But uh, you know who I, you know who I want to name. I want to name uh, Marty Keaton. He's, uh, he's my girlfriend's father, and he's, he's just all around badass dude and I respect him wholeheartedly and um, everything that he does he works hard for um, he just he's an all around great guy um, he raised his daughter to be you know both of his daughters actually all three of his daughters I should say um, to be great human beings and just the guy is an all around amazing dude and shout out and just just want to uh just give the banquet bro to marty keaton all right put those cookies in the jar marty cheers to marty cheers cheers all right well hey let's go ahead and end this podcast joey uh we'll probably uh sit and rant some more whenever we go back inside so hey for uh joey kern dylan machado these are the banquet bros for tonight fellas good night yeah have a good night
I wish you were a tall blonde beer Yeah, twist it all and tip it back I would drink it all the way Catch a buzz off what you say I wish you were a I really wish you were here